so hello and welcome to the Bogon Poetry Slam for 2022. <laughs> 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 the Bogon Poetry Slam for those who have not been before is the intergalactic poetry competition where the worst poet wins. My name is Laurie Eves and I'm one of the co-hosts of Dead Darlings podcast and I'm joined by my co-host Hannah Hutzper. Hello. And Rebecca Cooney. Hello. Ah, normally, some of you might know, but not everybody's going to know. Dead Darlings is a podcast dedicated to the spoken word community. Uh, but today, we've gathered to bring you the geekiest and most disgusting smorgasbord of poetic stylings anywhere in the known universe. And that is because today is Tau Day. Woo! Oh, Tau Day is a day, as I'm sure most people who've joined the call today will know. There's a celebration of the life and work of Douglas Adams. And we like to think that we do a little bit of work to keep that going every year by running the Vogon Slam, where, well, we'll explain a little bit. I'm assuming most people know what Vogons are and what Vogon poetry is, but we'll explain in a little bit detail for those who maybe don't know. Um, for everybody in our audience today, welcome. Um, if you feel comfortable, uh, we would love you to keep your uh, cameras on while we are um, doing the Vogon Slam today so that you can show us your reactions. We, you can show us your head in your hands when a poem is particularly bad, the tears streaming down your face. Hannah's doing a really nice kind of faux heave there. Um, don't do an actual heave. We don't actually want that. Um, if you want to cover your faces with your towels when you hear how bad a poem is, we would love to be seeing that. Um, but you don't have to if you would prefer not to. Um, just so that everybody on the call knows, the audio from this show is going to be recorded for a special episode of uh, Dead Darlings podcast, which uh, is going to be available wherever you get your podcasts. You just need to search for Dead Darlings. Um, for audience, you're going to be muted, so you won't be heard on the podcast. Um, but if any of the poets um, who are performing today would prefer not to be in the episode, then please drop my colleague Rebecca Cooney um, a private message in the chat and we'll make sure that we sort that out for you. Um, if as you're hearing some poetry today, uh, you think, uh, you know, you, you hear some lines and you want to react and you think particular lines or particular images stand out as particularly bad, then please do let us know in the chat. We want to hear your response because that's what makes a Vogon slam a Vogon slam. So uh, you might be thinking, Laurie, Hannah, Rebecca, why, 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 why do you put us through this every single year? <laughs> this is now what the something like 11th or 12th year running Hannah that we've yeah. had the Vogon slam on and off we we, we, we missed 2020. one year but yeah this is this is the 12th, 12th. 11th anniversary 10th one exactly um so you might be thinking why do we do that every year um we think uh poetry is is and bad poetry and bad art is something that's important let's have a quick cheer for failure everyone Woo! Woo! No, that was too enthusiastic. Do it again, but 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 worse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. We think bad art is important uh, and part of the process that goes towards making good art. So uh, at the Vogue on Slam, we let our poets let their hair down and share some of their perhaps work that didn't quite work, that didn't quite go as planned. Um, not not necessarily the piece of work that they're most proudest and want to take home, shut to their mum and let them uh, put it on the fridge with a magnet. Um, but most of the poets, in fact, I think all of the poets that we've got today are actually 
don't tell anyone actually good poets they're just intentionally bringing some of their worst uh, work um, to the fore and then so we're going to have the Vogon slam we'll explain a little bit more about how that works in a moment and then we're going to go on and have an actually good poet who won the Vogon slam uh, last year we're going to have Tim Kiley featuring for us in the second half which we're really excited about um, excited to bring Tim back to the mic um last year Tim won under a pseudonym maybe his pseudonymous self his alter ego might be rejoining us this year. We don't know yet. Who, who knows? We will find out as we get to the second half. Um, so a Vogon poem we define as anything that is particularly terrible. Um, but we also like to extend the definition a little bit further because it's Tao Day. It doesn't have to be terrible. It could just be a particularly geeky, a particularly kind of nerdy bit of a, of a poem. Uh, and the, anything that falls into either the geeky, nerdy or the terrible category counts as a Vogon poem for us tonight. Um, and what I'm going to do now is I'm going to hand over to our, uh, my co-host Hannah Hutzbur, um, who has got our, our special guest performer in the wings tonight. Um, and she's going to tell us a bit more about why she founded the Vogon Poetry Slam, introduce our special guest uh, and take us through uh, a reading from the Bible. And I think a uh, a little hymn that we're all going to take part in. So I'll hand over to Hannah for that. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Um, I can't hear, I, I don't speak all of your languages, but I do have my Babelfish um, doing some live translating for me. If anything goes wrong, please just gesture and then I will know that I need to reboot him. Um, hi, welcome. I am Hannah Hutzpah. I am the founder of the Vogon Poetry Slam. Um, so Vogons um, in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy do the third worst poetry in the galaxy. Um, and I just always thought that there was something rather wonderful about enjoying the bad. It, it removes the any kind of perfectionist barriers. It's just it's it's fun. It's goofy. You're not so worried about getting it right. Um, also, it just sounded funny. Um, but I'm going to start with reading. Um, from the uh, this is the original Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy script, um, past a, a very beaten up the copy original, the, the, the original, original, yeah. Douglas Adams scribbles, pretty beat up. I don't know how my dad got hold of it in a charity shop, but he did so win. Um, but first, um, we do have a very special guest. Um, could people, um, uh, uh say, say hello, ambassador? We're, we're gonna try and wake him up. People like to briefly unmute, unmute and say, hello, Ambassador. We can, we can hello, ambassador. Hello, ambassador. Hello, Ambassador. Hello. Ambassador. Where is he? Where is he? Let's oh, see him. Oh, I think he's, I think he's. <laughs> this, this is our cultural attache. This is the ambassador from the Asgoths of Korea, who do the second worst poetry in the galaxy. Ambassador, would you like to, to help me hold the book while I explain? Okay, brilliant. One moment. So, from the the original book, the ambassador will help me hold open the page. It's very don't don't eat it, honey. Don't. Okay. Okay. Thank you, ambassador. So, God. Vogon poetry is the third worst in the gal in the universe. The second worst is that of the Asgoths of Korea, such as these guys. During a recitation by their poet Master Grunthos the Flatulent of his poem Ode to a Small Lump of Green Putty I Found in My Armpit One Midsummer Morning, 
four of his audience died of internal hemorrhaging, and the president of the Mid-Galactic Arts Nobbling Council survived by gnawing off one of his own legs. Granthos is reported to have been disappointed by the poem's reception, and was about to embark on a reading of his 12-book epic entitled My Favourite Bath Time Gurgles, when his own major intestine, in a desperate attempt to save humanity, leapt straight up through his neck and throttled his brain. The very worst poetry of all perished along with its creator, Paula Nancy Millstone Jennings of Greenbridge, with the destruction of planet Earth. Vogon poetry is mild by comparison. And when the Vogon captain began to read it, it provoked this reaction from Ford Prefect. <laughs> and this from Arthur wow. Dent. <laughs> so, there is a strict oh, order. It's a very good reading, Hannah uh, yeah. and Ambassador. Thank you. I, I had some help. Was that, was that acceptable? Okay, good. Thank you. Um, so, the worst, 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 worst poetry in the galaxy was performed by Paula Nancy Millstone Jennings. We will get back to her. Um, and the second worst is by the Asgoth Sakria. And we are very honoured to have our, our ambassador here to help us judge and pick names out of the hat. The, the absolutely third worst in the galaxy, which is what you guys are going to get tonight. We are hoping that there will be no, no massive ruptures of internal organs. But um, this, is, this is the... It's pretty dang bad. The Vogon race use it for torture in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And I'm going to read one for you. Oh, God. Oh, freddled grunt bugly, thy micturations are to me as a purdled gabble blotchets in a lurgid bee. Group, I implore thee, my foonting turling drones, for otherwise, and hoopteously drangle me with crinkly bindle wordles, for otherwise I will rend thee in the gobblewarts with my blurred little truncheon, see if I don't. Oh, God, no. That is Vogon poetry. That is some some Vogon poetry. Um, my my original bookmark in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was the very first Vogon poetry slam we ever had. Had um, the the voting ballots were sick bags. Um, however, we stopped doing that, that when I was handed a spoiled ballot on the That's on the on the interval, and that was exactly <laughs> what you think. So if we can't have nice, th I mean, it, it was the perfect place for it, but also, no, thank you. <laughs> we, so, we don't do that on Zoom. You can, you can well, respond in that way, actually, but yeah. it won't count towards your score. <laughs> if you, You're if welcome you, to puke on your own carpets. That's not our problem. Like, you do that. If you've got your towel with you, it'll be fine. Um, Lovely. However, the, the ambassador will be here helping me um, judge what is, what is some truly, truly terrible poetry. And on that note... Um, Douglas Adams named the uh, worst worst poem um, as coming from Paula Nancy Millstone Jennings. Um, I have been informed that on the original radio broadcast, it was a slightly different name. And they also gave her, uh, her address where she lived in Sussex. Um, apparently in the original radio broadcast, and I can't get hold of an original tape to check if this is true. If it's urban myth, it should be true. Um, the name was actually Paul Neil Milnstone, Milne Johnstone, who was a real person. And the address was Paul Neil Milne Johnstone's real address. And he was someone who Douglas Adams had gone to university with and who apparently ran a few um, literary festivals around about Oxfordshire. And he specifically thought he wrote absolutely terrible poetry. 
Um, we actually have an example sourced from the internet, citation needed, but I found it in multiple places, so maybe if it's three or four times it must be true, uh, which is apparently a poem by Paul Neil Milne Johnstone. It is mm -hmm. called Swans. And if, if people would like to, if, if we are ready to share the hymn sheet, um, yeah. Rebecca, we would we like to, share to the hymn read this poem. Unmute everyone. If everybody could please unmute and read this poem together. With us. With us. This is the hymn sheet. It is called Swans. On the count of three. One, two, three. The dead swans swans lay in the slag in the They rotted up to turn. Around occasion, the flesh dropped off them from time to time. Sank into the pool's mire. It also smelt a great smell. Great deal. Wow. That was even worse than I thought it would be. Give yourselves a hand, Brilliant. That that was some excellent. Oh, that was some fantastic vogoning, everybody. Give yourselves a huge pat on the back and possibly a smack on the head. Um, I need a pangalactic so goggle blaster after that. Yeah, goodness. So I think I think we are ready. Um, Vogon poetry is is disgusting. It is yucky. It is also just straight up nerdy. It is towel day. If you would like to bring out your nerdiest stuff, your worst stuff, you're so bad it's good, your I attend poetry nights all the time, and this is the one thing that really annoys me. This this is this is the night for you. You folks are in for a treat, by which I mean sorry. That's absolutely <laughs> right. If I could hand over to my uh, co-host, Laurie. Yes, you can hand back to me, Hannah. Um, so let's uh, just explain a little bit, because there's, there's another aspect of uh, Vogons that, uh, that people forget, and that is that they love, a, they love a rule. They love bureaucracy. And right here at the Darlings Podcast, we love a rule. We love bureaucracy too. We absolutely love it. So... There are going to be some rules as we go into our slam, uh, both for the audience and for the poets. So, um, poets, you that we have, I think it's in the end six, isn't it, Hannah? Six uh, poets that are going to come up and they're going to do their worst. They're going to give us their torture. Uh, and poets, you're going to have three minutes at the maximum to do your worst. Um, and when poets. you hit three minutes, oh, hello. That was weird. I'm going to carry on speaking as if nothing happened there. Um, when you've hit three minutes, you're going to hear uh, a sound, which originally, back when we did this in live action, was, um, well, this is live action, but in real life in person. In was three dimensions. The, in three dimensions, that's what I mean. We used to have the sound of the doors, the smug doors from Hitchhikers um, opening the airlock um, from the film. Uh, but unfortunately, we can't always work out how to do that with the tech. So um, I'm going to be making that noise and it's going to sound like this with my voice. That's how <laughs> the sound is going to work. We're very high tech here on the Vogon Slam. Um, so when you, after your three minutes, you hear you have 10 seconds to wrap up your poem. And if you don't wrap up your poem within that 10 seconds, we are kicking you out of the airlock. We're going to stop you. We're going to mute you. So please make sure that your poem is done by three minutes and 10 seconds. 
Um, the order that people are going to come up and do their poems is going to be in a random order. We're going to ask the ambassador of the Ascot of the Korea to pick names out of the hat uh, for the slam to determine the order. Um, and then at the end of it, we are going to pop up on screen some li a little uh, poll at the end of each slammer. Uh, and we're going to ask you each to rate them on a scale of one to five. One being, this is god awful. It's as bad as the Swans poems, one of the worst poems I've ever heard. And five being, actually, this is actually a good poem. I'm not sure it should be in a Vogon slam because it's actually good. Um, so you're going to rate them from one to five. One being the worst, but one being the one that is most likely to win because the worst poet wins. Everyone got that? Makes sense. You want to be rating low if you want the poem poet to win. Um, a couple of other rules before we start. Um, specifically, rule 4008B.2, uh, the established rule, which everybody will know here, being big, big hitchhikers fans, the rule is don't be a dick. And this is mostly for the poets. What we mean is don't you can do horrible poetry that tortures us in the spirit of fun and games, but please don't actually be a horrible person. Uh, please no sexism, no racism, no no isms, no optimisms. We no, you can have you can be optimistic, that's fine. Uh, no transphobia, no uh, no kicking down basically is what we say. Um, and uh, if any of the slammers, uh, we know most of them and they're mostly lovely people. Uh, but if anybody, does, euphemisms are allowed, someone in the chat asking about euphemisms. I think we might get quite a few euphemisms, to be fair. Um, so, uh, yeah, if any slammers do. Poetry does seem to inspire sex poetry, it has to be said. It's true. It's true. If any of the slammers disobey um, that rule, uh, we will throw you out the airlock with a full refund of nothing. Um, and uh, for audience members, as we said, you can show your suffering, keep your camera on, type in the chat as it's going, any lines that particularly disgust you. Um, and uh, But likewise, we ask, please uh, don't be a dick in the chat um, or that airlock comes around for you too. Um, uh, we are, as we said, audio recording the poets tonight um, and plan to use it in a future podcast, uh, but we won't be recording anything from the audience. If anybody, and this is really important, if anyone in the audience Obviously, we want to make you uncomfortable in the sense of hearing Vogon poetry. But if anybody in the audience, what if we want to be Dick Van Dyke? I can't help you there. Um, but what I can tell you is that if anyone in the audience is feeling actually genuinely uncomfortable, like if somebody is not being in the spirit, either in the audience or in the in the poetry, then what we'd like you to do is please private message uh, Rebecca Cooney. Um, so not the Dead Darlings out. podcast account, the one that says host Rebecca Cooney. Because then you can do the it without says, anybody seeing if I'm screen sharing. Absolutely. The one that says host Rebecca Cooney, please message her um, and she will help you out with that. Okay. Um, I'm going to give a big thumbs up to that because we want to make sure everybody is cool. So everybody's told the rules. We're going to go into the Vogon Slam in a second. Um, and when we start a Vogon Slam or any slam, actually, what we like to do is have something called uh, a sacrificial poet which sounds very violent mm. very bloody sounds like we're about to give our poet to the blood batter the bug blatter beast of trial that's a hard thing to say five times fast um but the point of the sacrificial poet and this happens actually in normal poetry slams for people who don't go to, to poetry slams um, this is actually a normal part of a slam on our very weird slam um we do a sacrificial poet they get up they do a poem um and that is entirely for us to have a practice run. It doesn't count, doesn't go towards the scores. The poet can't win, 
um, that's just for the purpose of um, getting you used to it. And uh, you're going to vote at the end, same as you normally would, um, so that you can uh, have a little practice with with our voting system. Um, I'm glad we're not feeding our sacrificial poet to the bug the bug bladder bug bladder beast of troll, because your sacrificial poets uh, can poets do things via text? Oh, good question. Um, you can write in the chat if you like. Um, I'm glad that our sacrificial poet is not being fed to the bug bladder beast of trial this year because this year, unfortunately for you guys, the um, sacrificial poet is me. I'm going to do your poem. Woo! Well, Rebecca's excited anyway. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to set the stopwatch, same as we would for any other poet, and go now. So I'm going to do a poem um, for you, which is a found poem. Uh, and the poets in the audience might know that a found poem is uh, is a poem where somebody else writes something and you think, that's quite good, I'm having that. Um, they might write some graffiti on the wall or they might write any kind of text and you think, yeah, it's that, that's basically a poem, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nick it. Um, so this is a found poem that found me uh, and it's called Three Texts from My Ex's Dad. Um, and it is actually genuinely in truth, three texts from my ex's dad. 10.38 p.m. Hey, babe. Hope you kept some of the profiteroles. Can't wait to get home and lick them off your body. Nine twenty two AM Sorry, Laurie. That wasn't meant for you. Nine twenty four AM Obviously. Thank you very much. That was your sacrificial poem, right? Okay, I'm going to stop the clock. That was well in time. That was one minute, 41 seconds. That poem, by the way, was good enough to go in my, my collection. Somebody thought that was uh, that was <laughs> worth publishing. So that is in my collection, Biceps. Um, I'll <laughs> drop a link to the chat in the chat for that later if anybody wants a copy. We've also got a lovely, lovely cassette tape version. Right, Rebecca, there should be a poll that you can share um, to to the group that says Laurie Eve Sacrificial Poet. Is indeed. Okay, hopefully everybody can see a poll on the screen right now. Um, you can see a one to five scale from one, I gnawed my own leg off, to two, god awful, three, dull, dull, dull and very boring, four, didn't want make, make me want to eat my own ears, and five, an actually good poem, boo. So vote as you would and then when you click your um click how you'd want to vote and then click submit into the scoring uh we used to by the way on the um on the vogon slam we used to disregard people if they had written their answer in blue pen rather than black pen so the scoring doesn't massively matter uh that was one of our arbitrary vogon rules so uh it, it's not massively uh worrying 
if uh, if you can't manage to do it. So hopefully most people manage to. That's great. Um, so uh, we've done a little sacrificial poem. We're all warmed up, um, and we're going to move into the Vogon Slam for real this time. Uh, so I'm going to pass over to our guest, the ambassador of the Asgos of Korea, to pull out so from the hat our first um, our first summer. We've got seven names in the in the hat, and if you if you could do the honours, ambassador, please. And if if I could have it, please, please. Drop. Thank you. And the first name is oh, it is a a former Vogon Poetry Slam champion. We have got Ooh. Alexander Woody Woodward. Alexander Woody Woodward up to the mic. Woody, if you would like to unmute yourself and uh, unleash the horrors you have in store for us. I didn't want to brag, but as you brought it up, um, I do <laughs> happen to st uh, have in a pride of place. There. <clears throat> right, good. Uh, I've not timed this because that would be responsible, which I think is against the spirits of the event. Uh, but this is a poem about a, uh, a thing that happened to uh, several people I know, but I, th uh, I think it's a universal theme. It is called, I met a goddess in suburban Surrey, or... Salad cream is the best aphrodisiac. And it goes exactly like this. <clears throat> Her eyes shine like an oil slick on a petrol station forecourt. Glutinous and eldritch. Her pupils were capacious and wandering like a food trolley on the express train to Swindon. I knew without her saying anything that she was impressed by my tweed waistcoat and my cargo shorts with the glow in the dark embroidery of Jar Jar Binks. 287 of her eyelashes were perfect and I knew without her saying anything that she needed an alpha to help her fix the remainder. And I would do so, gallantly and full of chivalry, for I am a good man. I held her gaze from across the crowded Marks and Spencers as I crammed a fifth mini scotch egg past my manly kissable lips. She made a face. And I knew, without her saying anything, that she envied that besausaged egg. I approached her like a leopard, spotty and tufted. She smiled croquettishly and whispered low and soft like a baby mole, you've got dog shit on your sandals. And I knew, without her saying anything, that it would never work between us. It was actually badger shit. I do have standards, you know. 
So that was that oh, as a warm-up. Blimey. And then we're on to volume three of my magnum opus, which um, I think we'll start here on... Oh, well, maybe next time, eh? Thank you very much. Brave. Oh, blimey. Alexander Woody Woodward there finishing just in time in three minutes, seven seconds. Poor Hannah, you're muted, Ooh. but blimey. No, you're not. Oh, gosh. Wow. Besausaged egg. Besausaged. I don't think the word besausaged is quite possibly the worst word in the that, English that dictionary was, that I've heard that so was far tonight. Atrocious. Gosh. Was... What do you think, Ambassador? Hungry. No, hungry. no, no. I made that's, you hungry. That's... Oh, no. That's not what Gosh. you want. He well, liked I mean, the sausage have... egg. No, no. I'm going oh, to see what good. we've got to eat that is not a babel fish for this poor. Oh, dear. Oh, I'm a bit oh, worried. Are ready for a poll? I think we are ready for our poll. I think our audience have, have just about recovered enough that they can click, uh, click on it. I can't remember, by the way. This is this is a back backstage, a uh, bit, little bit of behind the scenes uh, nonsense. Hannah, Rebecca, do we vote in these? I can't actually remember whether we do. I don't think we do. I don't think we allow ourselves. They come up on our screens, but I don't think we vote, do we? Abstain. We are. We are okay. neutral. We abstain. We're neutral. I've just remembered. Have we told people what they're competing for? Oh, we haven't talked about the prizes yet, but we can oh, do shortly. I'm we sure we will. I'm sure we will. We'll get to that. Okay. Because points mean prizes, or lack lack of points in this case mean prizes. And uh, you're not going to want to miss out on the prizes we've got in store this time. Oh, boy. They are right Stop. up there with the quality of the poetry. They really reflect the quality of the poetry, our prizes. Right. How are we doing on the poll, Rebecca? They're all done. All done. Okay. We ready for another slammer? Okay. Has everybody okay. recovered just about enough from Alexander Woody Woodward for us to have our next slammer? Uh, have you printed these on Babelfish? No, no. The, the ambassador's just hungry. Um, He's just hungry. Okay. Right. So if you could, if you could do the honors, please, sir. <gasps> we got that. Okay. And the next name up is Dave Bardley. Dave Bardley, up to the mic, please. Woo. Just, ah, there we go. I All right. And you. So, yeah, uh, my name's Dave. Um, don't usually do things like this, but I understand that content warnings are de rigueur these days. So content warning for nuance and wordplay that will most likely go over your head. Uh, but since this poem is called A Brick Made of Pain, I have brought a visual aid for the, the more, oh, it's oh, there it is. So this is the brick made of pain, just in case some of you didn't get the metaphor. Everything in my life is terrible. Like a t-shirt with no armholes, making it unwearable. Like an arctophobic furry, it's simply unbearable. My heart is a brick made of pain. You see, it's a breeze block of agony, a dry stone wall built of all my indignities, keeping the sheep of camaraderie, the friend sheep, out of the boggy meadows of my loneliness, where they'd probably get stuck and drown anyway, sucked in by the toxicity of this traumatized mess. My pain 
is a rusty nail of oxidizing sorrow, stabbed into the rotting, neglected guttering of my soul, which causes the rancid rainwater that is my tears to flow out of the hollow holes of my skull, well, hollow apart from my eyes, which you can't look me in. So they might as well be hollow. My heart is a brick, a brick made of pain, surrounded by the expanding insulation foam of shame and the unbearable steel beams of the fact that I'll never have fame. You never hear of anyone like me with a book deal going on TV, even though my words are unique and brand new. And you've never heard a poem like this before, have you? It's just too out there and controversial an avenue of thought to, give, to risk giving a chance to the potential next great voice breaking taboos. And the reason nobody understands is that in this day and age, empathy demands that you've had something trendily traumatic to drone about. But is it so much to ask that everyone call me brave and courageous because I get up on open mic stages and tell you I haven't had a girlfriend for ages. My heart is a brick made of pain. But did you know that brick is actually in Ukraine? And all this is really a metaphor for the war and not about me at all but I wouldn't expect a poetry slam audience to get anything as complicated as nuance. Please buy my book after the show if you get the chance. Thanks. Oh, wow. Blimey. We've seen a few of those types of uh, people at, at poetry slams over the years. Uh, well in on time, uh, Dave Bardley, uh, only two well, minutes so and 27 seconds. Sorry. Some of us try to be polite, you see. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Right. Okay. Whew, Ambassador, what did you make of of that onslaught? Oh, Friendship. Oh, the ambassador. Are you are you writing something, sir? Yeah. Okay. And I sorry, the ambassador is attempting to 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 stab himself rather than listen to more. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. So that's I think what's going I on. think oh, that. Yeah, it was quite bad. It was quite bad. It reminded me of of plenty of poetry nights that I've been to, um, and uh, and not in a good way. Not that we're naming any bad poets or bad bad nights. <coughs> anyway, uh, let's uh, let's move over and see if we've got our poll ready to go for uh, Dave. Have we got Have we got a poll? It might be. We do under, indeed, uh, but it is in poet, yeah, we do indeed, but it is in a different name. name. Yes. Apologies, Dave Bardley. We are revealing your true identity um, unintentionally. Oh, right. Most of these people can't read. Now you're going to get fans at your house. Oh, sorry. It's true. Most of them can't read. They're, they're just they're just cretins, aren't they? Right. Okay. Let's have some votes. Let's have some votes. I didn't change the poll to the to the pseudonym in time, but that's okay. That's okay. An onslaught of girlfriends. People will know um, where to send their bouquets. We've got one at least one vote in the know. chat now um yes who... that's okay we will do our best to sweep up those um those ones that are in the chat um and add them when we do the voting okay how are we doing with our we've little polls? Got a second left and we're done there we go okay we're being very strict on the time tonight okay let's keep the slam going Ooh. that's a bit of space interference i think that's the sound of the earth being destroyed um but uh, i think we're we are back to normal so mr ambassador would you care to pick another name thank you ambassador and the name is 
another former Vogon Poetry Slam champion, we have got oh. Robin Lambol. We're really torturing you tonight. Robin Lambol, up to the mic, please. Hey, so I got a new boyfriend slash girlfriend. It's called Cthulhu. It uses it pronouns because it is a monstrous alien deity, too ancient for language, and it has all the genitals. I found it on Tinder. I couldn't see it, which people assume means it's like a serial killer, but sometimes it's just a misunderstood abomination whose very glimpse will shred your sanity. It didn't reply to my message, but I somehow felt its call and smelt how to find it. I journeyed for days, and there it was, tall, dark as void and full of eldritch curbs in all the wrong places. I stood there, hoping it would notice me, but I was merely a speck before it, and also it was asleep. But I waited for days, and at last our stars aligned. Its swallow-me-whole eyes opened and immediately met mine. Well, some of them. It was love at first sight, if you ignore when I watched it sleeping. I moved closer, coquettishly. It groaned a groan that twisted space and time and also my heart. And to prevent any possible miscommunication, made very explicit gestures with two of its impossibly articulated arachnoid appendages. I began secreting bodily fluids in anticipation, mostly mucosal. Just need to check at this point that you've noticed that I am a leopard slug. People normally do, but on Zoom it can be hard to tell. Yes, when I said I was on Tinder, I was literally on some Tinder. Slugs can't really use smartphones because of the slime and lack of thumbs. But Cthulhu did not judge me for this, as all creatures are like slugs before its squamous grandeur, and it was horny. It gathered me up in its strong, leathery wings that will one day blot out the sun, its unhallowed bulk nibbling at my flesh, and coated in the juices extruded by Aspen. We unfurled our blue-frilled hermaphroditic genitals. I from behind my head, like normal. It from the unfathomable void within. And we gifted ourselves to each other. Although now I think about it, my eyesight is not very good. So it's possible that I just had sex with another slug on a tree. And this is how this and really all poems should end. I, I I needed a minute to unmute myself because I was just so taken aback by just how bad that one was. Someone in the chat pointed out that coquettish has come up twice so far in this year's Vogue the first, on Slam. The first one was croquettish, um, I believe. Was it croquettish? Um, it was oh, croquettish, okay. croquettishly. Yes, there was a very there's a food coquettish and coquettishist. Oh well, I was going to say we're we're in either case we're we're currently below both our normal coquette and croquette uh, quota at this time of uh, of the slam. Uh, usually, we've had at least four or five by this point. I think haven't we usually, Mr. Ambassador? I I think the ambassador was turned on. I'm not I'm not quite sure how to oh. navigate this. Oh, as okay. a diplomatic incident, but I I think it is a I think the ambassador yeah. liked that one. Wow. We don't okay. shame people he around was... here, you know? No, no, you know, love your love your kink. That's absolutely fine. Um yeah, wow. That was a that was certainly a poem <laughs> that we've now heard. Right. Uh <laughs> holes. Let's uh, let's all have a little vote yeah. 
and see what we thought of the Ode to Cthulhu and uh, from a leopard slug's perspective. Okay, let's uh, let's see what we get for Robin. See what Robin's going. I I have seen Robin <laughs> perform that poem before without the pigtails, but I really feel that the pigtails like added added a whole new layer that I wasn't expecting to this to this Cthulhu masterpiece. Would you agree, Hannah? Definitely. I think you're definitely. On okay. Good. Right. Let's give uh, give everyone a few few more seconds to vote on. Just how bad? Fifteen seconds. That one was. Fifteen seconds, everybody. Someone in the chat has said pigtails as a metaphor for all the genitals. Ooh, all the yeah. I, I guess don't they know came how out. That of, works. The genitals came out of the head, or from behind the head, didn't they? In the poem, like normal. Because it's like normal. Slide, like, like normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that is nothing weird normal. about this, Laurie. Jesus. No, I never said there was anything weird about it. <laughs> you know. Own own that kink, right? Okay, how are we doing, Rebecca? Are we done with with polling? We're all polling is all done. All the polling, the polls are closed, uh, and we're going to move into our next poet. All right, Ambassador, if you could please do the honours. Thank you. And the next poet is Robert Garnham. Robert Garnham, up to the mic, everybody. There we go. Robert, okay, you're off mute now. A fluga, fluga, fluga. And now over to Bill with the sport. They say that the Great Wall of China is the only man-made object you can see from space. Yet if you go on Google satellite maps, you can clearly see my neighbor's shed. Plop. 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 I got Bill and Ben, the flowerpot men, to perform at my sister's wedding, but my God, I had to pull some strings. Barnsley. 
And that was a haiku. Thank you. Well, oh, it's still going. I'll shut up. <laughs> Is Robert still going? I can't tell. I can't see him anymore. He's disappeared from my screen. I'm going to say that's the end of Robert's performance. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say it good. whether or not it is. Blimey, O'Reilly. Okay, well, what did you make of that, Mr. Ambassador? I'm glad you have a Babel fish. I, I didn't bring mine. Yeah. I, I So I think the Ambassador got a lot more from... Well, obviously, it's a metaphor about the meaningless or meaninglessness of the modern media landscape in the context of... I, uh, so I, I, I think I think for those with functioning Babelfish, and I'm going to send mine back to the shop and try to get a refund, um, I believe I believe it may have been too good to count as Vogon. However, if you do not have a functioning uh, translator, it may come across as mostly gibberish. I don't know. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll have to okay. find out what our audience think. Robert, are you still there? Robert, I think... Legitimately, you're on Britain's Got Talent this weekend, aren't you? <laughs> that's not it. That's not a joke for people that's who true. for people who true. are on the who are on the on the call. You are on Britain's Got Talent this weekend, aren't you? That yeah, apparently so. I've had a, a email saying yeah that I might be. So, but I've been in the adverts. <laughs> been in the advert. So um, I don't know whether you're going to be performing that particular piece, but uh, we can compare maybe the votes um from tonight's slam to how you perform on britain's got talent at the weekend this isn't a joke by the way people in the audience are thinking oh they're doing a bit this is, no this is, Robert Robert is gonna be i've, I've seen the Rob screenshots on facebook talent. i promise i promise this is true this weekend we think <laughs> um or later whenever it goes out right enough of that polls that's what we're here, really here for bureaucracy let's judge some art right so uh rebecca how long we got left on that poll it's just gone. done it's gone yeah Boom, that was it. Now, if only Britain's Got Talent's process was uh, was as quick as that. Right, let's move on to our next slammer. Right, we have got three. Yes, Michaela, it is, apparently. Um, ambassador. Just, just, just one, just one at a time. You can't eat them all. Um, we have got Temple. Temple, up to the mic. That's an excellent name. There we go. Hello. Okay. This is called A Hole in My Soul, Parts 1 and 2. Some days I feel trapped, like I'm wrapped in cellophane and stacked with the luggage. Racked, metaphorically, not literally, on a rack, or in a sack, or a backpack. Well, not really trapped as such, not like in a cage or a hutch, 
but I long for your touch, which I suppose is not much like being trapped. So I retract that simile. Silly me. Rather, I suppose I am lonely. And you see, I miss what we had before you deserted me. I mean, I have no beef with Keith or his lovely weef. And I suppose I could call you. It's not against the law to. Is there order of restraint? No, there ain't. I suppose I should have thought through this before. Mm, perhaps I should redo my poetic appeal to you. Okay, here's take two. I have pain in my soul, like a hole dug by a vole, or I suppose a mole, but without the hill. Still, I have no free will. Tis the bitterest pill. Trouble and strife, like living life in a goldfish bowl. A roll that escape I alter, but I see only water. Water, 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 water. Water, 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 coquette, water, 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 glass. Oh, temple, wow. Was that a was that a coquette or a croquette? That's that's my one question on that poem. Uh, because we've had plenty of both and I don't know quite where we stand to be honest with you so let's see where we have got to water water somebody's saying zoom's playing up but I think they might have been uh, referring to the fact that there was so much repetition of water there um, that, that babel fish is that in water Hannah I, I mean there, there was a whole bowl to keep them fresh but the ambassador's like really getting through them he, he's really fast. eating them tonight isn't he he loves them oh good good lord that was a that was a pretty bad poem i thought right okay how are we doing with our with our polls let's get the poll up okay uh we've s- sneakily accidentally named uh the uh, temple's first name but we're actually they asked us to call them their first name is actually dark not Richard, it's Dark Temple, Moody Temple, like Temple of I Dare. Do for that. Of Doom. It's fine. This is the thing, we set up these polls in advance and then that makes it challenging when we change names um, or we don't know that people are using false names. That's okay, we're all good. Um, people saying that they've lost their genitals. Well, you know, sometimes <laughs> that happens. Janine is in dire need of several more legs, six pints of bitter and something. Almost, but not ent- almost, but not quite entirely. Unlike tea, the, the, these are these are things that you may be able to procure at the interval. But we've got a little way to go first. We've got two how far more. have we got to go? Two. Can I, okay. Let's check Hannah. That, uh, Helen Robinson is also on the list. 
Yes, she was added in, I believe. Yes. yes. Cool. Those are the Amazing. two names left in, left in the thing. Helen Robertson Amazing. and one other person. So, Ambassador, if you could do the honours for the penultimate time. We have got, speak of the devil, we have got Helen Robinson. Helen Robinson up to the mic, please. Hi, can you hear me? Can indeed. Oh, right. Well, I've never done this before. I'm taking part in a virtual walking challenge. I'm going to the Pyramids of Giza. So far, I've done 2,100 steps, which is 0.56 of a mile. I'm accomplishing this by going up and down the stairs and to the shops. Morrison's. That is my life. That's my life. Thank you. Oh, short but sweet. Okay, let's uh, let's pass back to the ambassador to uh, to a bit of, a bit of thoughts. You didn't walk all the way from uh, Korea, did you, no. ambassador? I think, I think the ambassador is. So walking is when you use your 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 append your, your lower appendix. See, the ambassador's a bit confused on account of how he just hovers. Ah. Um, yes. So it's like the thing that the Daleks can't go up. That's that's a mm-hmm. step. And I think I think he's it'll take some explaining. There's there's some there's some further reading to do okay. for him to Okay, like, maybe maybe stick with the stuff. spaceship. Talking of those pyramids, I've got this lovely um, sort of Egyptian Egyptian pattern towel that's uh, I've broken out specially for towel day this year. Quite like that one. It's pretty pretty funky looking. Um, how are we doing with our poles? Oh, hey, we've got one. There we go. So, what do we think of uh, Helen's poem? Let's find out. So, we're going to give you a few more seconds to vote, and then, thank thankfully. Only one more. Only one more Vogon slammer. Oh. Uh, Diana said that her mic is muted so that we can't hear the screaming. That Thank you. Thank you. That is very that considerate is, of you, Diana. That is much very obliged. considerate. Right. Ambassador, if you could okay. do the honours. Let's just, I just need to stir them up so that, you know. And the final slammer this evening is... Shenonigan Burns, please take it away. Shenonigan Burns, up to the mic, please. There we go. Thank you. This is from my latest book of poetry. I cannot write today. My thumb just fell off. I think I'll wear it as a hat. Voracious vomitus. As I brumbled along, my nard slipped upon a most odorous puddle of puke. This putrefaction held such smarny attraction, I grappled a pervier look of the treasure I found coagulating on the ground, the salacious slurpee I took. Syrup is slimy with hairballs all blimey. My snarget and blarch was hooked. I squashed into the pile in Varnbogen style beside the stinkerous brick. 
Green eggs and spam, earwax and toe jam, still raw, not a bit overcooked. Hot dogs and haggis, and of course, pickled maggots are never to be forsook. Burnt bullocks and mash, so blurt as to gnash. My bowl of petunias now shook. Gargled brains, oh so nice, a marble and dice, a pawn and a queen and a rook. As I gluttoned my fast on this gourmet repast, I libeled these words to a book. Coming somewhere near you, the cost 42 at Millie Way's restaurant and nook. Oh, blimey. Wow. That was uh that was a full full Vogon poem there. We got petunias, we got Millaways, we got so many good hitchhiker's references and terrible words. Coagulating. What was the vomitus voracious vomitus? Oh no, I am oh, I'm glad we got the break coming up because I think we need it. <laughs> The ambassador was absolutely delighted to hear somebody that's actually using form in their poetry for once. That was that was an, mm, a, 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 a classic Vogon Vogon structure, and it's it's just delightful yeah. to see these traditions kept alive. Yeah, I think I think that's the form, isn't it? The the Voganelle, I think I think we call it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, slight technical hit uh, shenanigans. What name might I have you under under the on these polls? It would be under Shannon. Ah, there we go. Thank you. There we go. Thing. People, people come up with these lovely, expressive Zoom names, uh, and to get everything in order, because as we've said, we love rules. We try and get it all set up in advance, and then sometimes, uh, sometimes it doesn't quite align. But now the poll is there. We can give everyone forty-five seconds. Or there's a in the wand in the chat. I'm seeing a lot of wands. Mm -hmm. Oh, blimey. Please make sure you vote in the poll if you can. Um, and we empty. will be looking at the scores very shortly. How does the the, the ambassador wear, wears that hat very well? Look at it that. Is. Look at is that it, little fella. We might need to get a smaller one, but yeah. Very, very cute. We'll get a smaller one for next year. Right. Okay. We've got, uh, I'm going to give it a few more seconds with the poll. And then... I think we all very much deserve a little break um, as we move into uh, the second half uh, of our show tonight. Um, so the Vogon Slam is now done. Uh, the poll's gone, isn't it, Rebecca? Yeah. I think I can see that. Yes, all done. Yeah. Perfect. So what we're going to go and do now is a very important part of any poetry slam, the maths, to work out who has has won the prestigious honour of winning this year's Vogue on Time. We didn't talk about the prizes, Hannah. Do you want to talk about the prizes not. a second? So, yes, we have got three prizes. Rebecca One might be prize. able to share them on screen, potentially. Yes. yes so, uh, one prize is... This is the first one. The certificate. The certificate to demonstrate that you are the official Vogon Poetry Slam champion of 2022. Look at that. Look at the quality on that. That is beautiful. That was that rendered in MS Paint with my non-dominant hand. Uh, now, nobody screen capped that because we're pressing that as an, as an NFT later. I'm going to charge a lot of money for that. I think it's more right, okay, that's one of the appealing than most NFTs I've ever seen. So It is, to be fair. True. It's probably had more work put into it than most NFTs. Right, okay. Um, so that's the first prize. Second prize. Um, the, this Not second prize as in this goes to the second place person. 
the winner gets all three of these three prizes that the winner can get resistance is useless this is a very beautiful picture uh, this one is an actual nft because you can see it's minted in the in the right hand corner um yeah you get this beautiful uh beautiful Beautiful Again, MS rendered paint, in MS painting paint. of a whale. Yeah, that's the second I one. I knew how to keep myself entertained in the mid nineties. Um, and and there's the, probably the a final, third prize, but I'm forgetting what it is. Yeah, there is. There is a, a a also a physical actual prize, which is is there this here Babelfish sew on patch, so that everyone can know that you're Hoopy, and so that you can have everything translated wherever in the galaxy you go. Sew it onto your luggage for for ease of. So Transport. Tell. So would you tell any? So anywhere you What's want. That ethereal voice going on in the background there. Uh, the, the the voice behind the curtain is my is my other half, who is camera shy, but um, not shy about correcting me. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, oh. well, just to say before we go to the break, as Hannah said, we've got that lovely physical prize this year. We didn't do a physical prize last year. I kind of forgot that we were doing a physical prize this year, which means we're going to have to. Uh, pay a little bit of postage potentially a lot of postage depending on where we're sending it to um and just to say um as i mentioned as we mentioned in the um facebook event uh we've had to pay a, quite a bit of zoom fees um annoyingly this it's time so, so uh, if you if you because we've been too popular so we would really appreciate it it's absolutely free um we're keeping the night free but if you would like to make a donation uh, you can do the details are going to be on screen um during the interval of how you can make a donation um, also, uh, you can support us by buying uh, books that we have, Hannah's collection, Permeable, uh, my collection, Biceps, or just donate through um, through our coffee page and we'll do the uh, notes they for that in a minute. They are both excellent collections of fantastic poetry. We, just do, to... we do good poetry oh. when we're not doing terrible poetry. Um... <laughs> Thanks, guys. Right, we're going to go to a break, yeah? We, we should tell people who we've got coming up after the break and why you need to come oh, back. Oh, we should. You need to come back, A, for finding out who's won, and B, because we're going to have uh, a very special feature, our winner from last year, Tim Kylie, doing a feature set. Um, so someone's just asked, how long is the break? That's a great question. How long is the break? I think we should have uh, 10 minutes in poet time, which is 15 minutes in real time, and come back at 10 to 9. Everyone all right with that? We're going to be back at 10 minutes to 9. So, uh, Rebecca, let's have some music, let's have some slides, and we will see you at 10 to 9. Oh, everybody survived. Everybody took a little minute to go and recover. The ambassador found a new, much smaller hat by the looks of things. Not quite sure where that's come from. If it's sanitary, who knows? That's okay. Welcome back to the second part of the program poetry slam um to explain what we're going to do in the second half uh to, to kind of recover from the first half we're gonna have um a couple of poems from a couple of us uh my co-hosts rebecca and hannah are going to do a little poem for you each and then we're going to kick in to our uh we're going to kick into our main feature for today who's going to have a little bit of a longer set they're going to treat us to maybe some actually good poetry um and then we're going to announce the winner of the vogue on slam 2022 so i am going to hand over and ask if my co-host rebecca would you like to do us a little poem i would indeed Bogon or otherwise right 
that should work. Can everybody hear me? Yep. Oh, good. Cool. Okay. Um, this is a poem that uh, may bear some resemblance to Dave's poem, I believe, although, of course, Dave clearly is a, a deep poet with strange and mysterious inspiration. I think perhaps we may have drawn inspiration from the same, obviously very deep and uh, obscure source. Um, I, I will be available to explain the reference to you afterwards if, if you would like. Um, my heart is a brick made of pain. So it's a heart, but it's made of brick. And that brick is a brick but it's made of pain. It, it's a metaphor. My liturgical heart is a brick made of pain. My liturgical heart is a bilious brick made of pain. My liturgical heart is the bilious brick made of exquisite pain. My love is an anvil made of agony. My garrulous love is an anvil made of agony. My garrulous love is a parsimonious anvil made of agony. My garrulous love is a parsimonious anvil made of grandiloquent agony. You are a songbird made of sunbeams. So you're like a songbird, but you're made of sunbeams. That's also a metaphor and a simile. You are a songbird made of sunbeams. You are a mellifluous songbird made of sunbeams. You are a mellifluous songbird made of gossamer sunbeams. I give you my heart, the one that is made of brick, made of pain, and my love that is an anvil made of agony. And you say, what does a bird need with a brick or an anvil? And I say, well, it's just a metaphor, isn't it? And you say, should have chosen a better one then, shouldn't you, prick? And then you spread your melodious wings and fly away. I cannot fly away because I have no wings. Also, the brick and the anvil are very heavy. Thank you. Oh, I feel like I've missed I've missed an in-joke. What is this brick made of pain? <gasps> the brick made of pain joke is the wonderful Faye Roberts, who um, couldn't be here today, but they uh, when they get up and start a poetry slam, their way of opening, and I assume this is where Dave got it from as well, uh, they open it with um, by sort of saying, if you've never been to a poetry slam before, don't worry, it's not people think poetry, it's not going to be people just stood here going, my heart is a brick made of pain. And now uh, you've both done it. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, so that they kind of reassure people that, you know, spoken word poetry is a lot more fun, a lot more lively. It's not going to be people going, my heart is a brick made of pain. And so I thought, well, what is that poem? Uh, so I wrote that poem. Um, Fantastic. and uh, I will leave you to judge whether it is Vogon or not <laughs> that is and what's your website Rebecca remind me uh, my website is uh, uh, www.rebeccakcooney.wordpress.com and it's not just Rebecca Cooney it's got the K in it if you just do Rebecca yeah. Cooney you get a second year student who is studying at Liverpool St John Moore University <laughs> I may or may not <laughs> just put that into uh, Google Ah <laughs> uh, yes, uh, no. There is also Rebecca K. Uh, Rebecca Cooney who works for the Lancet in New York, and people people think I have medical understanding, and I do not. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, Rebecca K. Cooney. Wordpress. Com. Or yes, I'm also Rebecca Cooney Dash Poet on Facebook. Thanks, Rebecca, and let's uh, let's have a little poem from Hannah, maybe to uh, so... to keep us moving. 
I have got two possible poems. One oh God. is a <laughs> geeky but not terrible poem written okay. from once I knew how to edit, and I think it might even be in my book. Mm. And the other one is a god-awful poem which Laurie heard once and yeah. has teased me about ever since, written in my teens because i cannot well, people decide can vote on this in the chat but well oh, i was thinking sorry, because it's geek pride day i might if it's up if it's one two or three i will do the god-awful teenage angst or do people want to vote you could but uh there's quite a lot of uh quite a lot of Joy in the chat for the terrible poem. I'm just okay. saying. Okay. All right. All right. Teen angst is. I'm is really going reluctant to do well. this because Laurie's heard it once and has been teasing me ever since. I don't like even think Rebecca Laurie, has heard this one. Fantastic poetry as a teenager. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I would hasten to add, like, I mean, at the time that I wrote this poem, the only book I'd had published was this book that I have since recovered from my parents' place called Zoo, and it is fully illustrated <laughs> with pictures. Oh. <laughs> That's genuinely quite um, cute. So that that has, was has that Rebecca was my... heard this poem? I don't think Rebecca has. I think I have. I a, might a, not a have. Really so this, old. This was my this was my debut, debut. Mm -hmm. And then when I was in my kind of difficult second album stage, um, I wrote the poem that I'm about to read to you now. Um, I I found this in a a box of papers that my parents were like. God damn it! Get this out of our flat, Hannah. You've not lived here for a while. And I was like, okay. I picked up this box of papers, and I found. A, a untitled poem. If you have any suggestions for the title in the in the chat, let us know. Um, it was dated the thirtieth of December two thousand and two, which means that I was about I was sixteen, and I was presumably very bored in the lull between Christmas and New Year's, and I genuinely cannot remember who, if anyone, this was about. Um, but it's luckily short. It's only two stanzas. Um, but I would like to I would like to reassure you that if you if you just work through the difficult second album stage, then then you might <clears throat> there's hope at the end, honest. And then your friends can mock you for decades afterwards when you are stupid enough to read this out loud in public. Right. It won't surprise you to know that I was a teenage goth. Um, and this poem is called Untitled. Someone has tattooed loser onto my heart. My pain is exquisite. So shall be my art. Hey. I am but a translator, a martyr to perfection. I shall be hurt and make beauty of my rejection. I do an important job. A spokesman for the human race. <laughs> we are but violent scum. Art is our saving grace. I may be a narcissist, but you must allow my pride. I, for what I produce is a comfort in which all will someday hide. I am blushing to reread that, my God. Wow. 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 True Vogel. Yeah, by Hannah's book, Permeable. Uh, Which is full of fabulous poetry. It's, a, it's an actually good poetry book, not like 
that I one. Got, I got um, that shit out of the way, and then I started... <laughs> I was say, I am Hannah a hasn't realised I am a master to perfection, has big, um, well, I'd say my biggest flaw is that I just work too hard and to t- too just, high a yeah, standard energy, good. you know? Too damn um, good. That's why I've been rejected and why someone has tattooed my heart. Also, what Hannah hasn't remembered is that this whole episode is being, this whole show is being recorded and it's going to be kept in perpetuity. It's not just a one-off in the Zoom <laughs> That book. voice behind uh, the curtain. Can my band play it? Has has appeared to tell me. <laughs> I just wanted to know if you got rejected so much you became good at poetry. <laughs> That's my fiance. <laughs> and let's go back I to the show. <laughs> very backhanded compliment in that somewhere. I think. <gasps> oh, <yeah>. Someone's <laughs> asked if my band can play it at your wedding. My my teenage <laughs> band was a quite similar vibe to Hannah. Actually, our name was uh, Visually Impaired <laughs> Placenta. That was our uh, band name, which is a beautiful band name. Um, I'm sure we'll be supporting Disaster Area one day. Uh, had a big hit with our song, The Inflatable Cheese. When I say big hit, I mean we got punched quite a lot uh, in the school <laughs> playground for it. Right. Enough about us. Enough about me. What do you think about me? Um, let's have a feature act. So our feature act, officially Officially impaired placenta. Yeah, you can you can Google our lyrics. I wouldn't. Um, so um, we now have an actually good poet who's going to come and do some poems for you. I can't guarantee they'll all be good. Some of them might be intentionally bad. We don't know. Um, Tim Kiley is our guest um, who and and last year's Vogue on Slam winner, Vogue on Slam champion, is going to be handing over the. Uh, the whatever it is i was going to say bastion but that's not the right word handing over the baton handing over the uh prize um so tim kylie is a barrister specializing he's a criminal barrister which means he is a barrister who deals in crime not he is a barrister who is so bad that it's criminal um he also writes poetry the two are unrelated um his works appeared in fly on the wall south bank poetry under the radar and magma as well as in anthologies from the emma press the ginkgo prize for eco poetry and the verve poetry festival competition his debut pamphlet hymn to the smoke was published by indigo dreams was it last year tim or the year before now i can't remember i've lost all sense of time Um, it was it was actually it was published last year in 2021 Last year, I thought it was. Um, and last year's Tim's Vogon Slam winning set was invaded by the ethereal anonymous Bosch. Is that going to happen again this year? Who knows? Let's find out, ladies and gentlemen, and those who identify with gender in more complex ways. Tim, Kylie. Ah, good evening, everybody. Uh, thank you, Laurie. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, Hannah. It's fabulous to be back. Um, and it's fabulous to say that I am now... Uh, coming to you from uh, my new place uh, in East London. Uh, I am living in East Ham now, where uh, I am joined by the robot grabby arm, uh, which also assisted my set so ably last year. Uh, hi there, Grabby. Um, grabby is an enthusiastic participant in the arts um, and also managed to save my set and possibly civilization as we know it last time. Uh, so uh, they get front row seats for this for this particular show. Um, somebody uh, has written in the chat that uh, my my biography apparently sounds like a backstory for a supervillain, and uh, I don't make any particular comment on that, other than to say that really, 
at a certain time of life, you just have to admit that you need to feel the dream of a luxury flat with a spiral staircase and a view of the river push its thumb in your hole and tell you as it breathes in your ear how much it knows you want it all. And you'll have to admit, you will want it all. Every hard aspirational inch. You'll want those furniture catalogues to lick dark chocolate off your chest while a private education fills your mouth with its sweet privilege. I admit it. I want a sound credit score to bend me over the coffee table high above the city and feed me luxury profiteroles second time tonight so the cream drips down biblically on the Royal Academy, on Fortnum's, on Hatchard's, all over Piccadilly Circus. I want credit to do this while it fucks me in the ass. Scratch that. I want Piccadilly Circus to fuck me in the ass because at a certain time of life, you just can't be satisfied anymore with you have entered your planned overdraft in the missionary position again. You want to know when the unmade bed in the unpainted room of the rented flat will just go on snoring away five minutes after you finish what it would be like to lie back on a snowdrift of pension money, have your modest portfolio climb on top and deep throat your bougie leopard print dick like its salary depended on it. I have a feeling somebody has said that we will never look at professor roles the same way again. Uh, I doubt that anybody will. Uh, least of all, uh, my uh, the loving operator of the grabby arm who is in the room with me and who must put up with all of my bullshit. Uh, but um, if that was not enough of a giveaway, ladies and gentlemen, it needs to be reiterated. I am a dull and unimportant man. I have not earned my comfy furnished flat, my fatty job or salary, the sheer and unencumbered cleanliness of steel stringing the wire fence attends my days. I am a dull and unimportant man. My injuries all come from climbing stairs and eating too much. Pens give me blisters. I sign online petitions, read the news, hoping to take the sting from last night's unsuccessful drinking spell. I am a dull and unimportant man whose eyes you say you could get lost in and whose arms are home. I am a dull and unimportant man, and yet I still have you for some reason. I love you too, Grabby. <laughs> um, um, the operator of the Grabby Arm and I are getting married uh, just under one month from now, so uh, I feel like at this point it's good to uh, restate the foundations of this relationship, that uh, I am appallingly dull and she is a saint, uh, and that that is from where all of our, our strength derives. Um, I feel like... Um, We've had a bit of found poetry already tonight. So for the next bit, I'm going to... Um, the month of April, some of you may know, was National Poetry Writing Month. And so uh, pretty much the entirety of my 
attempts at poetry that month ended up on Instagram. I'm going to share the link uh, now. Uh, you can find me on the usual social medias as well. And uh, this is a bit of found poetry that came about as a result of my feed getting constantly invaded by crap from Jordan Peterson and Gary Vaynerchuk and various Sigma grindset hustle bros who think that the thing that I really need in my life is a few aspirational messages that will allow me to, you know, um, go all in on my passion, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, and so from that came uh, this poem. Uh, this is a poem called Follow Us for Your Daily Mindset. The man who loves walking will walk further than the man who loves the destination. This too shall pass. Okay, so what's happened along that process? You feel bad right now? This too shall pass. It's all risky. You love the journey. If you think trying is risky, wait till they hand you the bill for not trying. When the devil comes at you, maybe it's because you're trying to do something right. You feel angry? This too shall pass. You feel pissed off? This too shall pass. You've learned to love the journey, right? Man, when you love the journey, the goals just happen. This too shall pass. You hit the milestones as a side effect. You've learned to love eating shit and dirt 15 hours a day. You've learned to love bleeding out of your fucking mouth. This too shall pass. It's all risky. If you want to know who rules over you, see who you're not allowed to criticize. See, it's all risky. You're not going to get out alive. Ooh. And, uh, well, I mean, you won't, ultimately, which is why you should not uh, buy whatever these people are selling to you. Buy poetry instead. Uh, it goes to a much better place. Um, now, one of the really good things about uh, a night like the Vogon Slam is that we're also encouraged to share geeky poetry. Uh, and my particular geek fix at the moment is uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I'm big into my tabletop role-playing games. I'm dungeon mastering two games at the moment. The grabby arm is also involved. Uh, and uh, I have, as my good luck talisman and also as my bona fides for tonight, my special dragon scale d20s and other dice uh that is a d20 that can well that's a d100 actually but there's something that can take somebody's eye out at 20 paces uh that is how you know that i am serious about this and so to demonstrate and also to initiate a few people into the majesty of uh pretending to be hobbits elves and orcs for uh several several nights a week thank you very much hannah uh there's a couple of poems here uh, about that tabletop life one of which is a shorty and is just about the experience of sort of playing from the outside and the other of which is a longer one and is a dramatic monologue from the point of view of uh the character that i have been playing for the last six years or so uh so here they go first one is called dnd night the kingdoms come and go. Conquests and pratfalls alternate. Your ones and twenties twisting hearts on a half spin, and week after legend making week, the party persists. Nobody else could bring your knights to this kind of life. You know it the moment you enter a room, and once again, the DM declares, everybody, roll for initiative. Longer one, then. Uh, this one is uh, called A Goblin Narrates His Life After Death. I was nearly 61 before I died, and then a friend did something. 
I remember feeling my lungs swell back, spitting up dirt, then clawing at the black, becoming brown, knowing I needed out, knowing to push and howl and haul down daylight straight into myself, falling into the pores of my son, Dermot, breathing in his fur, sweating and blessed. I didn't realize at first that I had lost a good two feet and now my skin was green. See, that's the thing about reincarnation. So Charlie the Druid told me more art than science. And yet in 10 days, I was more myself than in 10 decades as the grim half-elf that they first met. And so I have to thank my party and that shark barbarian who stuck that axe in me that I can say my name is Tintorel Abravengro, one of the legend makers of Ustalav. I was nearly 61 before I died, became a goblin, and learned a few things. Two long swords are always better than one. I'm Ace. I love my hairy badger son. Um, <laughs> I feel like, uh, yeah, the, the, the nicheness in there doesn't stop me occasionally tearing up the indie is that kind of game. I'm going to give these just a bit of a clean for a moment. Um, so some of you may know, uh, those of you who attended last time, that uh, I am here because when I competed in this slam last year, uh, my body and mind was taken over by a malignant alien intelligence disguised as a pair of tacky sunglasses who then made me perform awful poetry. Uh, and as a result of it, those sunglasses have since been buried in a vault nine miles below the surface of the earth. And so I can categorically tell you, you will not hear from that person tonight. There will be absolutely no more of anything from anonymous Bosh. Yeah, you thought that you were rid of me, didn't you? You thought that this was going to be a year without me. Well, too fucking bad. You can't keep this kind of reality away from the show. And just to show all of you posers how it's done, we're going to have my award-winning untitled poem because fuck you, titles are for posers. I was somewhere through my third bottle of absinthe that morning in the south of France when the daughter of the old fuck whose farm we were crashing at sashayed through the barn door. I knew right then, baby, I wanted your more. I wanted your real as a hundred dollar score. I knew that if I approached you then and let myself bathe in your radiance for only a second that would be enough but also not enough i approached you it wasn't enough i only knew enough french to find my way to the hem of your dress and to the word putain which has more than one meaning in French, but I knew in the language of gesture already that you would try to tell me that you felt nothing. I said, baby, I know it's all lies. I said, baby, what you feel is real. I know it's real when you look in my will not be made subject to this for the second year running. Just you wait, Bosh, once I get these glasses off, they I won't be able to find what's left of your body. I am going to tear a new eyes. 
it was not to be. I knew enough French to know the word policier, which has only one meaning in French, meant that I hadn't persuaded her. The quest was over. I left her howling something after me. The word putain has more than one meaning in French, as she chased me out of France like a Nazi, like she was a Nazi. I had failed to break her free of her conventional morality, but as Charles Bukowski once said, she still looked good to you, you are not coming back for a third year, you piece of garbage. Just you watch. How did you disable the grabby arm? You know what? Do not answer that question. There is no way that you are coming back to this. The heart of the sun is where you are going to be ending up next. They will not be able to find your body as I get back. You are going to make sure that you never come back or else I will attack you myself with a chainsaw. Hello, everybody. Uh, so... Uh, obviously, uh, that was something of a departure from what I was hoping to give you for the end of this set. Those were not the glasses that I was looking for. Um, by way of recompense, uh, I feel like um, I ought to close out with something at least approaching sincere and also not skin-crawlingly sleazy, uh, and that will not destroy my throat with vocal fry. Uh, and so I'm going to end with... Uh, some poems from uh, my pamphlet uh, that uh, Laurie mentioned. Uh, this is the pamphlet. It is called Hymn to the Smoke. Uh, you can uh, buy copies of it either from uh, the publisher, Indigo Dreams, uh, or if you want, you can also go to my uh, Big Cartel page, posting the link for it. Oh, the link is already up. Thank you very much, Laurie. Uh, and I can also... Uh, goad, uh, coax slash threaten you uh, by letting you know that uh, I will sign your copy for you if you uh, buy through Big Cartel. That may or may not be a draw, who knows, uh, but it will allow me to express to you how much I personally appreciate you supporting my work. Uh, so this one uh, then is my attempt at returning to life, normality, and what makes for decent poetry. Um, it is, as we all know, a matter of practice. It is a matter of practice, the trees declare, downing spring in their great exhalation, drinking the never-identical, end-chasing cloudscape wrung through earth and bone meal. By the very fact of themselves, they're becoming attests to this yearly business being only a matter of practice. Uh, got a poem here that I would like to send out uh, to uh, Robin Lambol, who graced us with their presence earlier, and also to everyone involved in Poets for the Planet uh, and the wider environmental movement. Uh, this is a poem called Seed Prayer. And as we close our eyes for the closing of our own time, ready for eruption, be with us now those gone before, saints of the slow detonation. 
consecrate all that this nutshell universe has annihilated itself to push out and into a whole earth that waits on us and needs us now for nothing and nobody else can do this but us. Bear our hope, safe in the palms of before and after, stitching us into our green shrouds as we reach the dreamed of place we know in ourselves will be our return, though it has never left us, even now. Well, uh, thank you very much. Uh, somebody has just asked, what is the group? The group is Poets for the Planet, uh, and they do some absolutely fabulous work uh, raising awareness uh, of the climate emergency uh, through the use of eco-poetry and contributing to various campaigning causes, and I heartily encourage everybody to get involved uh, in this and any other way that they can. Um, thank you very much, everybody, uh, for inflicting your poems on us uh, slash gracing us with them. Uh, I can say this with some confidence. Uh, as Laurie said, I work in the criminal law. I regularly have to review photographs of injuries caused in grievous bodily harm cases. I have never reacted to a photograph of a grievous bodily harm injury the way that I have reacted to some of the poems shared tonight. Um, thank you, everybody, for enriching us with that. Thank you to Laurie, to Hannah, to Rebecca uh, for bringing us together. Uh, if you like what you've heard uh, and or you, and alternatively you want to punish me for it, uh, you can find me on the social medias at Tim Kylie one for Instagram and Twitter. Uh, there's also my poetry Facebook page. Uh, and uh, like some of those who have read tonight, I also have a WordPress. Uh, link for all of these is going up now. It has been an absolutely fabulous night. Uh, and so I am going to close things out uh, thematically, I think, in a somewhat appropriate fashion uh, with the last poem uh, of Into the Smoke. This is a poem called Star Mappers Manifesto. One, single, contained, radiant. Two, ringing in the unspeaking black. Three, apparent only as contrast. Four, intent, relentless, running its brightness into brightness by millions of miles in what always appears a hand span. Five, Endless seeming only because here is answerless, endless need. We are there at dawn. Look up and read. Thank you very much, everybody. It's been fabulous. Woo! Thank you, Tim. Tim Carly, everyone. Oh, I can see the grabbing arm is going in for... I was going to say the kill, but that's a bit violent. This is an all-ages show. It's going in for a little bit of a grab. Uh, that that might be even worse, actually. A little bit of a grab. Sounds a bit gropey, doesn't mm. it? Anyway, Tim Kiley, everyone. <laughs> Tim's book, uh, Him to the Smoke, is out on Indigo uh, Dreams Press. And it's also, uh, there's a link to it in the to his Big Cartel in the chat. And Tim will sign any copies that are ordered via Big Cartel. Oh, fantastic. We've had our feature. Oh, guys, we're nearly at the end of the Vogon Slam for 2022. We have a little announcement to do. We have a little announcement, and it's what we call the grand prize of to find out who inflicted Ooh. the worst, the most 
horrible injury injurious poetry on our audience we've done all the maths we've worked it out we've collated um the scores i have done my best to include Texas the ones triplicate. that came in through yeah done my best to check the ones that came in through the chat as well as the polls um and we do have a i was going to say winner maybe a loser depending on how you how you want to read it um we have a new Vogon Slam champion. We have a Vogon Slam champion who has already been a Vogon Slam champion come back to reclaim the title. A winner this year of the Vogon Slam is Alexander Woody Woodward. Oh, that is the first time we have ever had. We have never had a, a champion. champion. Come back, oh, re win. <laughs> Woody, does this mean you're officially the worst poet in the in the universe? Galaxy. I might get business cards made up to that effect. Yeah, two oh, times Bogon Slam well, champion. This, that this, cackle was really worth it. This yeah, really atmospheric, swimming its way to you. You can you can add them add them together if you like. You are also now the proud recipient of a certificate in MS Paint. Yeah. And a picture of a whale and a bowl of petunias in it. I mean, I'm there's a spot over there on my office wall that will fit them. They're going up. <laughs> I think I need to buy a new tweed jacket for the patch, though. <laughs> Excellent. Oh well, oh, the the ambassador will is is passing on his extreme thanks via a bow. Your Excellency. <laughs> oh wow, that was that was certainly. Oh, we've never had it before. We've never had a we've, two-time we've, winner. We've had we've had pe- champions returning to uh, to, defend to defend their title, but we've never had a a, a two-time winner. Goodness. Well done, Woody. And up. Well, well, well done, everybody else. You did better poetry than Woody. Congrats, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> ah, uh, fantastic. We're now at the very end of the Vogon Slam. Thank you so much for sticking with us. A um, couple of things for us to plug. Oh, runners up. Runners up. Uh, if we go in reverse Thank order, you. we had uh, worst poet was uh, Woody. Alexander Woody Woodward, then we had Robin Lambole, then Rob Garnham, then Shannon Burns, uh, sorry, then Temple, then Shannon Burns, pardon me, then Dave Bardley, and then Helen Robinson. Helen, congratulations, you're officially the best poet we've had tonight, um, which I think in <laughs> itself deserves a little round of applause, so well done for that. Um, so uh, we, <laughs> congrats. Um all that remains for us to say is thank you very much for uh, coming. Thank you for listening. If you're listening on um, on the catch up on the podcast, um, as we mentioned at the beginning, we're Dead Darlings podcast. We're a podcast for the spoken word community. You can find us anywhere that you uh, listen to podcasts. Uh, we have great guests on uh, our shows to talk about actual good poetry, and sometimes we indulge in a bit of bad poetry. Um, if you like what you've heard from uh, your hosts. Uh, I have a book, biceps, and a tape also of the same thing, uh, which uh, I'll put a link in the chat to. Hannah's book, Permeable, is also out, and we'll put a link to the chat for that. Some of our poets as well have uh, links and shows and tours and things they can plug in the chat. Um, Please do check them out. Um, And also, uh, we're going to be 
uh, still taking donations via our coffee page we'll put a link for that in the chat as well um please do if you like what you've uh, heard tonight and you think it's worth a, a few quid um we'd really appreciate you chucking it in to us we uh, we are completely unfunded from anybody other than ourselves so um any support oh, is canceled. really really appreciated <laughs> Does not support Vogue on Slam at this time, but maybe we in the future. Asked them in fairness. Maybe they we haven't did. asked maybe them to be fair. We're just too shy. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to put a bunch of links to all that in the chat right now. Um, please do check us out. And thank you very much for coming. And I hope you enjoyed the Vogue on Slam at 2022. Stay hoopy. And... Don't yeah. panic. And thank you for being a thank fantastic you. audience. Like genuinely, some of the comments we've had have been making me cackle and snort laugh yeah. uh, over here. So amazing, guys! Thank you so much for getting into the spirit of the thing. Like it's been wonderful. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thank you again to our gracious hosts. Um, this has been amazing. Uh, same time next year. Cheerio. Uh -huh.